up? What's this mean to you? Um, is this something you've ever thought about? Seeing some of your former teammates kind of go in, dog Donovan and stuff. Um, it's a, it means a lot to me. I mean, it means a lot um, to my family as well. Um, I worked hard to to be honored like this, and I played with a lot of guys that that got me to this place. I just mentioned out there that you know they said, how, "How did you get to the Hall of Fame?" I was like, "Well, I played with an awful lot of good players, and they made my job a lot easier." And uh, for me to just go out there and make people miss and you know gain yards was the easy work. But those guys in front of me, of course, my offensive line and those guys outside blocking helps me a lot. Um, but this is a this is a great honor. I never really thought about it. You know, I've seen guys like Doc and Donovan, those guys who carried this team for so long, uh, get inducted to the Hall of Fame, and I and I believe they get their their number retired. Um, you know, and of course, I congratulate it and I celebrate those guys because I I know that they were great players. Um, never really knew if I was going to get the opportunity, but my day came and it's a blessing. When you play, and we asked you about your numbers, you always said that's something I'll think about when I retire. Now that you've retired, do you look back? at the stats, the catches, the yards. I think you're one of only six players ever with 30 receiving touchdowns and 30 rushing touchdowns. And what does all that stuff mean to you? Well, it means a lot. You know, you, you put a lot of hard work into just being able to play um, and being able to be good at multiple things in your NFL career as a player. Um, but it just means a lot, you know. And, and when, when I have people come up to me now that are saying, that rattle off my stats and say, I watched you when I was young, things like that, it still amazes me just a bit. Uh, because you know I don't look at myself that way. I look at myself as just another guy that that worked hard at his job and grinded, and good things happen when you work hard. And I, and I was fortunate. Brian, when you came out of Nova, I'm trying to get your mindset. Did you ever envision something like this happening? Did you have a certain certain irrational arrogance that that you were good enough even back then or not? Well, I, I think when you go to a smaller school, you never are quite sure right. until you get out there and do it. And, you know, it was my end of my first year. I was like, okay, well, I'm good enough, but I don't know if I'm going to ever get the opportunity. Deuce was still here. Buck was coming back from an in, uh, injury. And so you never are quite sure that you'll get the opportunity to show what you can do. Uh, my second year, we split time, me, Buck, and Deuce, a three-headed monster, which was a great experience for me because it allowed me to get on-field experience as well as uh, play special teams and things like that. And then my third year, I was able to get some starting experience, and that was when I was able to kind of take it to the next level. And I, I kind of commend Coach Reed for bringing me along slowly, even though you want to play when you're younger. But he did a great job of bringing me along slowly and allowing me to develop as a player. Brian, do you have another memories that stand out from you know what you accomplished, what the team accomplished while you were here? Well, I think making, making it to the Super Bowl means a lot to me. Uh, even though we didn't win, there's not a lot of people that can say that they made it to the Super Bowl, you know. Um, so that, that, that's a big accomplishment. I think personally, uh, the punt return against the Giants means a lot. You know, winning those playoff games, beating Minnesota, beating Atlanta here to go to the NFC, uh, excuse me, to go to the Super Bowl meant a lot to me. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, when, when I think about the memories of playing football here, you just think more so about the time that you share with your teammates, uh, those times in the locker room, those times on the practice field where you're really just messing around, just guys in the locker room, guys playing around, hanging out. Um, those are the things that you think about. But you also think about the games that you won. And we won an awful lot of games while I was here. And, um, you know, there's some guys, like I talk to Takiyo Spikes all the time, and he said that he never made it to the playoffs. And for us, making it to the playoffs, that was that was – was, that was expected. That was something that we were supposed to do. 
and we were part of a winning tradition here in Philadelphia, and it, it feels good to be a part of something like that. You always have, you always raised your level in the playoffs, and your playoff numbers are really good. How much pride do you have in particular that you were able to kind of shine in the biggest games? Well, yeah, I, I think you know it's been always my mindset that the best players play um, play the best when they they're needed the most, and your team was never going to need you more. Uh, than in a scenario where if you lose, you go home. And so that's the playoffs. And your mentality has to take it to a different level. Uh, there's, a, there's a level of training camp and mini camps, things like that. And then when you go up to the next level to regular season games, there's a little bit higher level. Then the playoffs is the ultimate high. You got to take your game to the next level. And that's what uh, Coach Reed preached to us. But that's what we also preached to each other. And we were able to go to the next level and win a lot of, a lot of playoff games. It looks like they're going to have a, a three-headed monster here again. Can you talk about the challenges mentally? Because I remember you sometimes, yep. you know, everybody wants the football when you're a running back. And how do you deal with that? Well, it's tough, and especially with these guys. Ryan Matthews, he was a starter out there in San Diego. DeMarco was starting. So they're used to being on the field most of the game. And it's going to be a little tough because when you're, when you're you know, for me it was different because I was coming from not playing very much to playing a little bit, which felt pretty good and you weren't as hungry to play as much because you were kind of working in the system. But these guys have been playing 75, 80% of the time. So it's a little bit different if they get that knocked down to 50 and 50% um, of the time. So it's, it's going to be a learning process for them, but uh, they will stay fresh. It's just, it's hard to stay involved in the game when you're on the sideline, some of the plays where you think you should be out there. So it becomes frustrating just a bit, but I think over time they'll figure it out and they'll run enough plays here uh, to make sure everybody gets their opportunity. Ryan, they could have chosen any game to bring this and, and have this, but they yeah. chose the Giants. Yeah. Uh, you find that to be ironic, obviously? Yeah, when Mr. Lurie called me, he said, you know, we, we couldn't have chosen a better game to kind of induct you to the Hall of Fame than uh, when we play against the Giants. And, you know, he just mentioned you took so much pride in uh, playing well against those guys. It was, it was, you know, for me, it was a great matchup. It was a great opportunity to show people close what we can really do here and what I could do as a player. Um, but yeah, it's kind of fitting that uh, I'll go into the Hall of Fame against the Giants. When you, when you guys were introduced out there, I don't know if you noticed, but the, the volume level for, you know, Carell and, and you and, and even AJ, when you retired, did you, did you have a sense of the legacy that you guys left here? Or, or does that kind of, I mean, you have to take a little time away before you realize what you did permanently here? Um, I, I think you have a, a good idea of what you've done, but I also think that as time continues, you get a better sense of how special winning all those games that, that we've won, you know, even before I got here, a couple of years before, that, that span between 2000 and 2008 or 9, 2010. Uh, we, were, we were able to win an awful lot of games, and so when, when your team doesn't do as well, they haven't made it to the playoffs and won games like that, it makes it, you know, what you did in the past a little bit more special. Um, it's a hard feat, you know. We had a really good football team, and we had guys around me that, that were great. But at the same time, it's hard to do what we did. Um, and I think for us in the city, we kind of take it for granted just a bit. And we didn't realize how, how important, how easy, I mean, not, not easy, how hard it is to get to that point. And now, I think because of the, the winning, we haven't won as many playoff games, of course, as we are expected to. Um, you know, it, it, now you can see a little bit better how special that team was. Does it eat away at you that you guys weren't able to win the big one? Has time kind of healed that, or do you still kind of have that burning? <laughs> I don't think time, time never heals it. 
It just doesn't because you, you watch the NFL Network and they uh, they show the game and they show the, the playoff, that the Super Bowl, and that's a game that we should have won. I mean, that's a game that we had in our hands. A few, few too many turnovers hurt us. But, um, you know, that, that losing, it never goes away. It never stops eating at you because when you say you're a Super Bowl champion, that's something that no one can ever take away from you. Now, of course, playing in the game is special, but winning it, that's the ultimate goal, the ultimate prize. And unfortunately, we weren't able to do it. Upon returning against the Giants and what it meant for your legacy and how it kind of jump-started your kind of persona as someone who performed in the clutch so well. Yeah, I think I think about it all the time. Um, I kind of labeled that game in my mind, the game that it was kind of my breaking out game, my coming out game where, where people, they kind of knew where I was, but it's not until you make big plays like that consistently that people can, you know, know that the teams can depend on you, but also know that you have that capability as a player. And... Um, it really wasn't until that point that, that people actually saw the talent that I was able to have. And as a player, that, that boosts your confidence. That takes your confidence to a whole nother level and allows you to kind of play a little bit more freely. And it allowed me to open up my game just a bit as well. Playing style, personality, what do you think about you resonating most with the Eagles fans, Philadelphia fans? Well, I think, you know, just like Rocky, they, they love the underdog. They love a guy coming from a small school that's willing to work his butt off to dedicate himself to the game, but also um, that can relate to the public. You know, the, the people in the stands, that's me. That's who I am. You know, I, I see how they love Brian Dawkins, and I know why. Because he put his heart and soul on the field, and he left it on the field. And he was able to get everybody excited. And I'm not a rah-rah guy like Doc was on the field, but, you know, I left everything I had on the field. And everything, um, it wasn't just because of the team. It wasn't just because we wanted to win, but it partly, partly had to do with the fans as well. They inspired us to win. And when you walk out into this stadium and event my rookie year and you hear the fans screaming and yelling, it's two degrees outside, and whether it's 99 degrees outside, they're still giving their hard-earned money and they're out there acting crazy, and that excites you. And that makes you want to do the things that we were able to do and make me want to work a little bit harder, especially during the week, to, uh, to get to the point where you can play well out there on Sundays. And so, um, you know, it's just meaningful about those odd plays in your career, like throwing a touchdown pass, like plays that you never, probably things you never yeah. got a chance to do, like in Miami when you got a chance to do that, like does that yeah. ever come up? Those when, I, when I talk to my boys and they talking trash and my, my friends, they don't really have any mercy on me at all. And so you can't do this and you can't do that. And, and those are the times that I have to remind them that I threw a touchdown pass and I was able to play against some of the best players and, and have good games against them. And so um, those are the times that I think about that the most. And, you know, my, my girlfriend, she's not she, she's Panamanian, so she wasn't into football like that. And so she doesn't quite understand with throwing and catching how special it is sometimes for a running back to be able to throw a touchdown and how rare it is. And, um, you know, she, she still doesn't believe it. So I have to actually show her the tape to make her understand it. Well, I think, um, you know, the talent's there. The talent's there. And, then, you know, in the NFL, you can have an awful lot of talent that doesn't necessarily translate to wins. Um, this team has to go out and prove it. So just like every other team, I think it's a lot easier when you had like a team like we had back in the day where you, you knew Donovan was going to be there, you knew Doc was going to be there, you knew I was going to be there, and Trey and Ryan were going to be there. And... Um, you, you kind of understood what this team was going to be all about. I think this year, 
uh, you just don't know quite yet. You, have, you want to see exactly what this team is going to be all about. I think that's why all the fans are here today. They want to see what DeMarco Murray is going to look like in the Eagles uniform and how he's going to perform. Same thing with Bradford, same thing with Maxwell. They want to see how well these guys can play. Um, and, and I know that they were good on the other teams, but we also have seen guys that have, um, you know, free agents that haven't played as well in the new team. So it's a big, big question mark. But if you're talking about talent, this is one of the most talented teams on the league. And unfortunately for talent and potential, sometimes it goes the other way. So, uh, you know, players play. And if you get better on that football field, you win games. Then people here in the Philly area, people around the league will respect you a little bit more. What is, it, what is it like these days when you're watching an Eagles game, right? Do you feel yourself being like a fan? I do. You know, I, because I work with Comcast and do the pre and post game, you know, you have to be a little bit objective. But yeah, I want the Eagles to win every single game, you know, because they're, they're my team. This is, this is where I grew up at. This is where I learned how to be a professional. And so I want them to win and I want them to do well. So when I see DeMarco Murray out there, I want him to have 2,000 yards rushing. The same thing with Bradford. I want him to have 3,000, 4,000 yards passing. Um, and that's what I wish for this football team. But it's always exciting to, uh, to, to be around it. And I'm excited to be here. There's been a lot of talk in recent weeks about culture, mm -hmm. locker room and stuff. Can you compare what it was like in your locker room to what it may be like now? Is there a big difference to you know, I, I really I can't speak to what it's like now in the locker room. I just, I just don't know. I'm just not around enough to know what's going on uh, in the locker room. I kind of read the papers and watch the TV just like everyone else. But I know what it was like in our locker room. And I know that Andy Reid preached respect. I know that he, he, he expected the veterans to lead, lead the younger guys and that um, you had to respect everybody. And if you stepped out of line, Brian Dawkins didn't have a problem pulling you aside. Troy Vincent didn't have a problem pulling you aside. Runyon didn't have a problem. And so, and as I got older, I didn't have a problem either pulling those younger guys aside and saying, listen, that's not how we do things here. And um, I think as time goes on, this team will be able to do that as well. It's just knowing exactly what Chip wants and uh, allowing that to transfer in the locker room as well as on the field. Brian, <clears throat> Jim, Jimmy Rollins back in town tonight uh, with the Dodgers. <laughs> you guys, you guys, that 07 was yeah. kind of both of your your guys' big year. Did you guys know each other at all? And, and I know Jimmy a little bit. Yeah, we hung out a little bit, a couple times here and there. Yeah. Well, can you, what, what's it like kind of at the end of your career? Uh, I, I mean, he's kind of going out with a different team. And, yeah. And, and, well, it's yeah. difficult. Um, it, it was difficult for me in San Francisco because no one's going to love you like the team that drafted you, especially if you play well there. No one's going to love you that way. And so you go to a different team, the people treat you a little bit different. I'm not sure how the Dodgers are as far as their fan base, but San Francisco's fan base was nothing nothing like Philadelphia. I mean, I, I could walk around the, the grocery store downtown San Francisco and nobody would care. I could have a San Francisco – I could have my jersey on literally and nobody would care. Um, but you, you go to the grocery store, you go to 7-Eleven, the Wawa here, Everybody wants to know how's my nab doing. Uh, what's what's the game plan for this weekend? It's a different love for the game uh, here in Philadelphia, and I'm sure Jimmy's probably feeling it. Um, it's just different. It's different. Uh, the, the fans here, they love the sport, and um, you feel that love. And I think that's something that you try to translate uh, from a player's perspective onto the field, just to show the fans the respect that they they uh, deserve. Did you did it take you time to learn that that their passion? went both ways that sometimes it would be annoying as hell and other times 
it was great, but it all just exuded from their passion for the game. It would take you a while to learn. Bro, I, I went to school at Villanova, so I saw it firsthand. I, I, I saw it on Sundays when I watched the Eagles games. Um, but, you know, I also felt it as the, the pressure as a player. You, the pressure is to win is great. Um, this is a what have you done for me lately league. And the fans kind of feel that way too. Uh, you did good last week, but what, what are you going to do this week? You had a touchdown last week. How many touchdowns can you score this week? And the expectations there, but that also is the same thing that pushes you to be a better player. And that, that, that passion, those expectations, pushed me to be the best player I could be.